the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Baba, and the Gospel today is from Luke chapter 5. And the Gospel today, the Lord, He does a great miracle, a great miracle. The disciples had been fishing all night, and according to St. Peter, they caught nothing. They worked so hard and they caught nothing. But at the command of the Lord Jesus Christ, they went into the deep, and after they went into the deep, they lowered their nets, and the nets became full of fish. And the miracle had such a profound impact on the disciples that it changed their way of life. It changed their way of life. They were fishermen, but then they became fishers of men. You see, when one has a personal encounter with the Lord, when someone sees the Lord, it changes them completely. And today my hope is that each one of us, whether it's today or over the course of one's life, has an encounter with the Lord. And that encounter should change you. And just as a multitude of fish were trapped in the net... My hope is that with, like after our encounter with the Lord, that we like the disciples of the Lord will be trapped in the net of the church, will be trapped in the net of the church. And I think that's the real miracle of today. The catch of fish is fine and great and we love fish. But actually there was a bigger catch today. The bigger catch was that he caught the disciples. He caught the disciples. That was the big catch. And today I'd like to go over with you how the Lord caught the disciples and how the Lord catches us. In the gospel of today, it is mentioned that the disciples let down their net. And today I want to analyze the net. What is the net? I want to speak about a few symbols of the net. The net... The net represents... The Word of God. The net is a symbol for the Word of God. The teaching of God. And before the Lord took the disciples into the deep, He was actually teaching the multitudes. It says, a multitude pressed Him to hear the Word of God. A multitude was pressing Him to hear the Word of God. The Word of God is a net. It's so attractive. It draws us into the knowledge of God. St. Ambrose, he says, what is so deep as the knowledge of the Son of God? But what are the nets of the apostles which are ordered to be let down? But the interweaving of words, when you take words together and you weave them together and you make the gospel, it becomes a net. And the gospel, the speech, the arguments that the Lord Jesus Christ gives us, once we hear those arguments, once we see the truth in the gospel, we can never be let out of that net. If I, like if a friend told you that, hey, I have a, I have a secret to tell you, what would you do? Wouldn't you start to like lean in and want to hear the secret? And the idea of the gospel is that the Lord is giving us a message, so we should lean in to hear, to hear the message. We want to hear the truth. The word of God is the truth in all mankind. All mankind has an innate desire to hear the truth. Has an innate desire to hear the truth. That's why if you remember the trial, when the Lord Jesus Christ was on trial, 
Pilate asked him, are you a king? And the Lord Jesus Christ said, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, everyone who is of the truth, hears my voice, hears my voice. The truth is what draws us in, and it can draw a multitude. Actually, one of the happiest days, I think, in the history of like St. Mary's, yani, my short history, at least. Um, one of yani, there's been many happy days. This one happy, like very happy day uh, in the history of St. Mary is is when we had Abuna Dawood and he came to visit us. It was such a happy day in the church, and I was so happy because it was midweek. And, and and actually the church was full and like everyone like and everyone coming and to hear like not just one word there's actually like series and questions and songs and every like for long hours and no one even no one can play oh it's too long this too the word of God so attractive. Yani, I left feeling, wow, the word of God is so attractive. People are willing to come from, we had Jordanians, we had Iraqis, we had Palestinians, we had the whole Arab world here. We had priests from different places. We had everyone coming to hear the word of God. The word of God so attractive. When you hear the word of God, it draws everyone in. It's so beautiful to see everyone so hungry for the word of God. I wish we become so engrossed, not, not just once a year, kiddo, yeah, yeah. We just, or once, Meshach or last time. We have the word of God always in front of us. And we should become so engrossed in the word of God. Enjoy to listen to the word of God. I wish we, when we read the word of God, we see a benefit. We love discussing the Word of God. It becomes part of our life, not just something we do on Sunday. In the case that we don't like enjoy the Word of God, then we'll be like what St. Paul says in the Pauline Epistle today. We'll be outside the net. Actually, we have another net over us. Actually, we have a veil covering us. St. Paul, he says, If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. It is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine on them. You see, there's a net, and the word of God can bring people in, or there's people that love to put the blinders on, and not to listen to the word of God. The gospel is supposed to give light, supposed to be a light shining, supposed to be so bright, and the gospel is supposed to have glory. But you can't see the light if your eyes are closed. And we, not, we cannot see the glory of the gospel if our minds are blinded. If the word of God is just a book that we keep on the bookshelf collecting dust. Then you will not see the word of God. Then you will not be in the net. My confession to you is every time... My confession, and I'm going to confess now... Abuna, absolve me, is every time I want to read the Bible or get into the Word of God, distraction happens. Distraction happens. The phone rings, The I have to do the dishes, and then email calls, you know, I think about something else, social media, whatever. Distraction. 
All of this is an effort by the devil to keep us away from the Word of God because he knows the Word of God is so powerful and so true and it is a net. And once we get caught in the net in the Word of God, we'll be stuck. So the devil tries with all his power to distract us, to take us away from hearing the Word of God. Be careful that of this veil. Be caught in the net, not in the veil. I think the greatest deception that's occurring these days, the greatest deception, I feel bad for many of our youth who are starting to believe many of these lies these days, is that there's a confusion nowadays of what is evil is considered good, and what is good is considered boring, not necessary, extra. We have no problem doing what is evil. Unfortunately, many especially, we do all the stuff, evil. But then you say, do something good, mandisha, ah, time is so tight. Time is, this is the greatest deception, this is the greatest veil that is occurring in this generation. I think we need to be careful. The word of God is a net. It should draw us in. It should, the net is the, the powerful word of God that cleanses us. You are already clean because of the words which I have spoken unto you. The word of God has the power to clean us. Each one of us, let's dive in, let's be engrossed in this net. The net is also a symbol of the church. The net is a symbol of the church because just as the nets were lowered into the water to catch all the fish, the Lord came down to us from on high to save all mankind. In St. Augustine, he compares this miracle in Luke chapter 5 with another miracle, very similar, that happened at the end of, like, after the resurrection in John 21. And there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences. In St. Augustine, he tells us some of the differences. He says in the first catch, the first catch before the resurrection, he says that the net caught... All types of fish. And actually, without number. It didn't number. It was just a big multitude of fish. And so much that the boats were started to sink. But caught all kinds of fish. In St. Augustine, this says that the, the net is like the church. And the church is full of good and bad people. Into kudlukum good. Thus, there is some bad. That's the way it is. Then he says there's going to be a second net that will be be dropped. And I'll talk to you about that second net a little bit later. But in the first catch, he also says something very interesting. He says that the nets, they also had a special characteristic about them. Is that actually they started to to break and they started to tear. And even like in, in, in this gospel it says they were they were washing the nets. They were used. In another one it says they were mending the nets. So the nets were used. The nets, how are the nets used? Is a symbol of the church that endures persecution. That endures persecution. That the nets have been broken by the tribulation that's in the world. Just like the church faces lots of tribulation. Lots of tribulation and lots of difficulty. Also the net being broken is a symbol of... We the people being broken, even the leaders of the church being broken, human beings being broken people. But despite being broken, even though the net is broken, 
not one fish fell out <laughs> of of the of the catch. Even though the church full of trials and tribulation, even though the church is full of broken people, not one fish fell out from the catch. It still had the ability to hold all the fish. It had the ability to hold all the fish. It reminds us of what St. Paul, he says in the Pauline epistle today. Now if you paid attention, St. Paul, he makes this point very clear. He says, we have this treasure... This treasure in earthen vessels. Earthen vessels, it's ugly. It's earthen vessel. It's not nice. Why don't put it in a golden vessel? No, we have this treasure now in an earthen vessel. It's a broken net. Haga is old. It's been used up. But we have this treasure in the earthen vessel. Why? That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. That the excellence of, of God may be, the power may be of God and not of us. He says we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. He says we are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. That was the first catch. The first catch, old nets, Catched and caught, caught, catched, caught, both bad and, and, and good fish. The second catch in John 20, in John 21 is different. It's after the resurrection is a sign of judgment. That, and in that catch, actually the fish are described. Did you know that? In John 21, it describes the fish. It says only large fish were caught. And actually the number was specified. It said only 153 fish. It says there's a multitude, but only 153. To show us that there will be another net, another catch at the end of age that will separate the good from the bad. And there will be judgment. So all of us, we need to be ready to be caught how many times? Twice. (laughs) We have to be caught twice. So I was thinking, if you are a fish, and you want to be caught twice, what would you do? Now I have to be caught in the church now, and then I have to be let out, and then be caught again. You have to stay near the the boat. And the boat with Christ, this is also the church. So the one who stays near the church... He comes into the church. He comes into the church, the first catch. And when he comes into the first catch, you know what St. Peter did? He made a confession. He said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. He made a confession. Then what the Lord did is let him back into the water. (laughs) Gave him back. He said, now you're going to be a fisher of men. Now you're going to have a new, I release you again. He didn't take St. Peter and say, okay, you confess, you know, your service is done. He released him back into the world for service. Do you see this? That's after the first catch. After we've been caught once, and after we make our confession, and we make our repentance before God, then he releases us back into the world to do our service. And to, to be ministers, and to be fishers of men. 
And I love the idea that one other thing that we can learn from St. Peter is, St. Peter said, depart from me for I am sinful man. Did the Lord listen to his request? Say, okay, you're right. You're right, St. Peter, you're a very sinful man. I'm going to find somebody else. No, the Lord didn't. Sometimes, Yanni, like this is St. Peter, he said it in his humility. And sometimes, Yanni, sometimes like God in his wisdom, he doesn't listen to our requests. He doesn't want to depart from us. Actually, he wants to dwell in us further. He wants to be in us further. The person who comes to Jesus should say, depart from me, but actually come back into me. I need you more. I need to be cleansed further. I need to be in the church more. People who sin more need to be in church more. (laughs) More repentance. More repentance. Come back to church more. The second symbol... Or the, the, the other part about this is that he was sent into the world to be a servant, to be a fisher of men. I was reading the other day a quote from Pope Shenouda, someone sent it to me. It was saying that on judgment day, on judgment day, God will ask you, how many have you brought to me? Everyone asks themselves that question. How many have you brought to me? How many persons have you introduced to the Lord? How many have you brought to church? How many have you led to repentance? That's Pope Shenouda writing. I thought that was a a great question. How have you become a fisher of men? When God releases you after the first catch, He's releasing you to be a fisher of men, to do service. And God will ask you in your family, how many did you bring to the Lord? How many did you... You do this. How many did you bring to the Lord? All of us need to have an answer to that question. Or be prepared for that question. The last thing that I want to leave you with is that we said the net is the word of God. And we said the net is the church. But the net is also like the way God can speak to you. And it's amazing to me that God can speak to everyone in a multitude of ways. How did he speak to the three uh, the wise men? They were by trade, they're by education, they were astrologers. So God used stars to bring them to see the Lord Jesus Christ. He used a star. That was the hook. That was the catch to get them to come and see the Lord Jesus Christ. To the fishermen, he used nets. Nets. To others, he uses different means. Maybe it's the saints. One of the things we say about St. Mary, you know what we say about St. Mary in, in one of the Theotokias? We say, you are the hook that catches Christians. The hook. So even the saints in the church, there could be a multitude, a variety of ways that God is speaking to you. Maybe through a sermon, maybe through the Bible, maybe through the saints, maybe through the stars, maybe through and even St. Moses, he saw the sun and he was pondering the sun. And God is speaking through a multitude of ways. 
The important thing is not to have your eyes veiled. <laughs> Take off the veil and listen to the way God is speaking to you and be caught and be transformed and become a fisher of men. And glory be to God forever. Amen.